Hi everyone, I'm Greg Lambert. It's April 22nd and this is Jackson Walker Fast Takes. Today I talk with Jackson Walker partner Luke Gilman about the current status of Texas state courts during the pandemic. Hey Luke, thanks for taking the time to talk with me. I know you've been pretty busy lately. Uh, happy, happy to join you and always happy to talk about uh, technology and the state of the justice system in Texas. Governor Abbott issued a number of executive orders late last week to begin the gradual reopening of services here in Texas. Will you tell us what effect, if any, these orders have on the courts here in Texas, especially in regards with phone and video proceedings? Sure. Well, you know, Governor Abbott issues the executive orders, and that's what kind of governs the rest of the state. But the, the court system has, has been issuing in its own orders since, I guess, early March. Mm-hmm. And I think they're up to 13 or 14 uh, emergency orders that are governing how the courts are operating. And I, I think, you know, people would be happy to know that the courts are, you know, still hard at work, still doing pretty full days, particularly where criminal rights are involved. There, there really hasn't been a shutdown mm-hmm. as, it, as it pertains to the court system. Although I think individual litigants, you know, especially if you're a, a civil litigant, you may have a hard time getting the court's attention when there's more important things to be done, but they're all up and running and technology has been the key to allowing them to do that. So how have the courts been implementing the technology? Well, Texas courts in particular have really become expert Zoom users. <laughs> when the when the shutdown order came into to place, the Texas court system, thanks to one of the Texas Supreme Court and Court of Criminal Appeals uh, orders, started implementing a statewide Zoom system. And so uh, Zoom accounts were created for every judge in Texas. They got training. They sat on their new Zoom calls and started to learn how to incorporate that technology into hearings and and anything else they might need to do. Uh, And then they started rolling it out across the state. So it is now possible to to watch a Texas district court hearing uh, live on YouTube Uh, Zoomed and uh, broadcast in real time from the Zoom video conference that they're holding. So you're you're talking about just anyone can watch it, or or just the attorneys involved? Uh, Anyone can watch it, and it's 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 in response to the Texas Constitution's requirement of open courts. And so, being the good constitutional scholars that they are, the the court systems realized we can't just hold private Zoom conferences. And being the good technologists that they are, they realize when we can't invite the entire state of Texas to you know, join our Zoom calls. And so mm-hmm. the solution that they came up with was to record the Zoom call with just the parties and the participants, uh, the lawyers and, and that sort of thing, uh, and then to live stream the recording of that hearing to YouTube. To YouTube. Yeah, you can, you can hold a conference in, in Zoom and then it will be simultaneously broadcast on YouTube, where you can watch it in real time, or uh, for some courts, they leave up hearings for some amount of time after they're concluded. So how, how are the judges dealing with this? Are they happy with this, or do they feel like this is an intrusion into their court? What's their feelings? Well, some of it certainly might depend on the judge and how comfortable with technology they are. But the judges that I've talked to uh, really love it, particularly the ones you know with their own families uh, who are you know, stuck at home. And you know, realize that when they hold court and when they require their staff to be in court, which they're not doing right now, uh, you know, they're putting them at risk. And so they're happy to stay home. Uh, they're really happy to have the technology to continue to be, you know, keep their dockets moving. And some of them, I think, are going to even when you know the, the country opens back up again, 
are going to realize they've got another tool in the arsenal and that, you know, when you have a, a Zoom hearing, if you have out-of-state litigants, if you have, you know, lawyers who are from another city or another state, you're no longer having them come into the court, you know, fly there, you know, get a hotel room just for what may be a 5, 10, 15-minute hearing. So I think it's really going to change things even after this. Are these emergency orders coming in from the court limited to the current pandemic situation only? I think it'll have an effect beyond it. The orders themselves are typically time limited, so they'll gotcha. you know, extend the guidance to the court that you know they shouldn't have more than ten people in a courtroom, even for essential matters. It defined uh, sort of what an essential matter is to be something that's a, a true emergency uh, or someone you know has been you know being held and needs to be heard in order to determine whether they should continue to be held or not uh, in a criminal manner, and so. Beyond that, I think we'll probably see judges realize you know, this is a really convenient way to manage some types of, of hearings and other things that might be just a status conference, figuring out when the parties can do certain things that they need to do to get a case ready for trial. Uh, that kind of stuff, you don't really have to have the parties. I'm sure some judges will be very eager to go back, and there isn't really a replacement for having the parties in front of you. It's always an opportunity for the parties to talk with each other in addition to talking to the judge. And so I'm I'm sure a lot of judges, when they can, will go back to the old way of doing things. But I think they'll also realize that video conferencing, Zoom, that sort of thing can be a real asset to include in order to, to get justice done more cheaply and faster. So, Luke, what's been your experience with these types of Zoom meetings? Yeah, I, I've both sat in on uh, a hearing. I've taught a depositions course uh, using Zoom, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been watching Texas Supreme Court oral arguments, which was really interesting to watch. They held the first uh, Zoom-based oral arguments. And I think by all accounts, it went really well. I doubt they'll give up their very ornate courtroom anytime soon, but uh, it it was not a impediment to uh, you know having the parties be heard. Well, Luke, thank you very much for taking the time to catch us up on what's going on with the Texas courts. Happy to do it. Thanks again to Luke Gilman for joining me. For more information and additional JW Fast Takes podcast and webinars, visit jw.com forward slash fast. The music is by Eve Searles. Follow Jackson Walker on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. This podcast is made available by Jackson Walker for informational purposes only, does not constitute legal advice, and is not a substitute for legal advice from a qualified counsel. Your use of this podcast does not create an attorney-client relationship between you and Jackson Walker. The facts and results of each case will vary, and no particular result can be guaranteed. Thanks for listening.